Welcome back to To The Point at the Woodrow Wilson Center's Latin American program. I'm your host, Benjamin Gadan. Today, I'm joined by Shioko Goto, my colleague at the Wilson Center, where she serves as Deputy Director for Geoeconomics, and she's also the Senior Northeast Asia Associate in our Asia program. Shioko, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. For Taiwan, Latin America has been an important region, not just the number of countries that have maintained diplomatic relations, but also you know, giving Taiwanese leadership a reason to stop in the United States en route to visits in the region. It's also been a battleground, probably for the same reason. And we've seen since 2017, three countries in Latin America switch their diplomatic allegiances. Those are the Dominican Republic, Panama, and El Salvador. It appears that COVID-19 has given Taiwan an opening to show the value of the friendships that it still maintains in Latin America. I wanted to ask you if you've seen it that way and if, in fact, the Taiwanese have used this opportunity to promote the value of the relationship. Right. Well, it's a big yes to both. Um, You pointed out that El Salvador, Dominican Republic and Panama have um, switched sides. They've gone from supporting Taiwan to having diplomatic relations with Uh, China instead. Uh, Taiwan actually only has diplomatic relations with 14 countries plus the Holy See, the Vatican. Um, Of the 14 countries, um, four actually in Latin America, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Paraguay. And so it's of strategic importance from a diplomatic perspective for Taiwan to ensure that these countries remain in its bosom, so to speak. Uh, China really doesn't want to do that. China has been really trying to poach these countries from Taiwan's grasp. What COVID has done is really given a, a bigger sheen to Taiwan. That is to say that whilst Taiwan is very close geographically, economically to China, it's been very different in how it's been able to deal with the coronavirus out, outbreak. It's had less than 500 people actually infected. Um, Very few have actually died. Of those who have been infected, 75% have actually recovered. So Taiwan is really trying to promote itself as a government that has solutions to this pandemic. And it's also gone gangbusters in trying to support countries, these diplomatically related countries, um, with the good practices that it has. So one of the things that Taiwan has done is done this kind of facial mask diplomacy. They're giving out about 10 million masks worldwide, um, of which about 20% are coming to the United States, ironically. But a lot of them are actually going to these key countries, including those in Latin America. And Taiwan is saying, yes, we will also not just provide masks, but we will provide you with the know-how and the people and the, uh, all the assistance that you will need to combat this pandemic at a time when other countries will not necessarily come to your aid, and certainly China will not be able to provide you with that kind of assistance. So Taiwan is really trying to leverage this outbreak to its favor as well. Now, you mentioned that you know the outbreak has exposed some of the best practices in Taiwan relative to what we saw in the initial response in China, that again, China has quickly tried to pivot and now portray itself as a country that managed to contain the virus relatively quickly and is also playing some of this 
face mask diplomacy, as you call it, including in Latin America, where it's providing aid and some of its major um, companies are also providing medical equipment and, and some technical expertise. I'm wondering whether Taiwan, you think, is effectively differentiating itself and has the wherewithal to compete with China in this foreign assistance battleground. Well, what are the um, drawbacks to China's um, you know, COVID um, resolution diplomacy is that it has actually been selling a lot of defective products, especially to Europe. So China is actually kind of shooting itself in the foot. And a lot of European countries are saying that the equipment that they bought from China actually are ineffective. Taiwan has not had that. Um, it really has done a lot of humanitarian assistance. Um, it is also, what it's really done, I think one of the interesting things that it's done is working with data as well. So data mining and sharing of information across borders has been really pivotal to um, keeping this pandemic in check. And so what Taiwan is doing is, is doing this very comprehensive approach of integrating you know, the immigration information, the healthcare information, the education information, local government, national government coordination. And these are the kind of things that really keep um, you know, track of how this is spreading. And the what's interesting also about Taiwan is it has this um, former hacker turned minister. Um, her name is Audrey Tang, but she um, and she also happens to be uh, transgender, but that's a separate issue. But she's she's really kind of gone out of her way to ensure that there's this integration of information and technology and uh, the infrastructure to um, coordinate all of the, the logistics as well as the um, information that's needed. And these are kind of things that a lot of countries, uh, whether developing or industrialized, could benefit from. Um, what, one thing I do want to point out, though, is that when we look at this at a global level, we're going to see a lot of countries struggling to get out. Some are going to be quicker than others to get out of the economic crisis that's caused by this lockdown. Um, the emerging markets are particularly vulnerable. And for them to be able to kind of be able to resume activities quickly, they're going to be have to not just depend on you know, immediate um, health care assistance, but they're also going to have to have support in terms of economic recovery as well. And this is where Taiwan really does want to uh, help and differentiate itself from the kind of assistance that China would give. Shiroko, thank you so much for joining us on To The Point. Thanks very much for having me. This episode of To The Point was produced and edited by Oscar Cruz. For more on this subject, visit our website, www.wilsoncenter.org lap. Thanks for listening. Thank you.